week two of our conversation on entrepreneurship. Last week, we talked about whether entrepreneurs are born or made. Now that you know if you have the DNA and spirit to take the leap, let's look at the transition from corporate to self-employed. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Sonia. And welcome back to the Her Exchange podcast, once again recording with our children in the background. So I apologize for the screaming and the ball sounds, which are mostly my child. We don't really (laughs) apologize for them. Oh, we don't? I mean, no, I'm empowering my child to be his own man. I don't know. I, I just mean we've clearly made the choice to let these hooligans run around around us. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So now you know what that sound is. It's not the uh, prisoners in the basement of our houses. <laughs> so let's kick it off. Stephanie, tell me your take on um, making the leap. I mean, this is what you do for a living. You're you're the HR queen. So tell me what what happens when people need to make this leap. It's all about preparing before the storm, right? So the Mm. storm officially becomes when you no longer have benefits and you no longer have a paycheck. You don't have the man holding you uh, with the the safety net. Right, right. So before you have a safety net or before your safety net is pulled out from under you, I should say, you need to prepare. And that's doing as much as you can while someone is still paying you. Now, I don't suggest doing it <laughs> while you're at that job because being fired is sad. But um, using that time, working evenings, being an entrepreneur, you have to get into the mindset that you're going to hustle and it's going to take a lot of hours. So you're going to have to do it nights, weekends, lunch hours, and whatever it takes around to prepare. But I do think having as much in place so when you leap, your ramp up is you hit the ground running right versus needing to ramp up can i go back to the uh you know work on it while you still have a job question ethically is that okay to maybe use the photocopier or the fax machine is that okay to do i think that it's probably not legally okay but i would highly encourage it (laughs) okay good i mean and i think let's be real i mean we all work on our resumes and stuff and update them while we're on the job so it's totally fine and use the best judgment and if you want to become an entrepreneur you're going to have employees yourself so what would you want your employees to be doing while they're working for you using the scanner all the time um you know another point about that in terms of do a lot of uh, employers are going to have dual employment clauses perhaps in an employee handbook that you should check into but if you are going to play in the same space or compete or any of that certainly compete you need to know if there are dual employment clauses because if you are um you know screwing up that is cause to not only be fired but also sued and that's a bad way to start a new business you know, that's all not good. bad all bad so what is the difference between starting your own business and enjoying and monetizing your hobby it's huge. The a hobby is something that you are going to trickle in some cash from, that you are going to enjoy, that you are going to take leisurely. It's your mad money. It's your mad money. But it is not enough to build, sustain, and grow from. So there's a difference in time commitment. Although a lot of people spend a whole lot of time on a hobby, but if there is not a financial plan for this to be your main source of income and you are not growing it in that way and offering it that time and attention, then it is in fact a hobby. And a lot of people today call themselves entrepreneurs, but in fact are just enjoying a hobby. You know, the thing that I've been seeing in stores lately, shirts that say, don't judge, I'm building my empire. Don't judge, I'm building my brand. And I'm like, you know what? Let's 
let's really look at what people are doing and what they're doing is enjoying a hobby and monetizing a hobby as opposed to really building a brand which a brand is mcdonald's a brand is exxon they're corporations that are uh, recognizable and that's what it really means to build a brand Absolutely. So even folks that you think about, there are some incredibly successful bloggers out there, mm-hmm. but they are one in a haystack. I mean, that doesn't happen. And just having a blog does, in fact, not mean that you have a business. It means, in fact, you blog. Which is a thing. And unless you have a concrete plan of how this is gaining and how you're investing money and all of that stuff into it then it is just a hobby. And you may, in fact, just be a really great writer with something to say that a few people are going to read, and that's great. But call it what it is then. So you're ready to make the leap from the corporate structure into owning your own company. But family plays really heavy duty into this, doesn't it? Well, before the decision, family really has to play before you take that leap, when you're deciding you're going to be an entrepreneur, right? You've got to sit down and have some really thoughtful conversations with your family about what is this going to require from everybody? This is going to require you to probably work and more hours depending on. So everybody's got to buy into this vision for you. There's going to be financial implications. There perhaps is going to be cutbacks. Um, You know, is everybody willing to give up cable? Is everybody willing to do certain things to limit what's going out as you have a ramp up period? So the family conversation needs to happen way before the leap, like in the decision of, am I going to even pursue this or not? Right. I agree with you, but how would you recommend people open that conversation with their families? And I I think it's less probably with your spouse and more with your extended family because you're not going to be going on the family vacation with the 40 other people. You're not going to be allowing your kids to have all the luxuries that maybe they've had in the past. I think that you kind of know what you're going to get with your spouse because you've been with them for a while. So you know how much their commitment and fear level is before you even get to that point. Well, interesting. I don't think about extended family because I maybe am selfish, but I don't think, (laughs) but I don't think they get a say. I think it becomes a conversation. Hey, I'm taking on this new adventure very excited about it we're committed to it this is this is what it means period i think you have to warn your family that you're you know not going to be around as much because you're making your own dreams happen yeah i agreed and i don't know that it's any more than that you know here's here's what it takes um so i don't think there has to be a whole lot of prep for that necessarily but it's really it's the immediate family of who's going to be impacted day to day right and then you know if you don't have buy-in it's okay so does this make sense and is this going to work if not everybody's on board what does it take to get people on board and don't you think that kids want to see their parents really i think that it's important for kids to see their parents try new things and to see them struggle and to know what to to know what their parents are putting in to make sure that their lives are successful i think that um it it helps breed a child who works hard and who um who is appreciative for what they've been given also as we were talking about last week born versus made it sets an example for if you have a dream how you can achieve your dream and that it's accessible to you right I think for all of our tough love, we want to empower you to actually take the leap. We want you to be smart and wise and strategic about what you do. So we are offering you tools and tips and 
even digital apps to help you stay productive in your time, but also sure. encourage you to take the sleep. Having these tough love conversations are a way of saying, you know, be smart about your decisions and think through all the inevitabilities and don't be totally rose-colored glasses because there is a time to be a little pessimistic so you can enjoy the spoils of all your hard work. So I encourage people, if they feel that they have this pull to start their own business, to do it, to do it sooner than later because the ideas kind of die on the vine if you let them get too stale. For sure. Um, you want to carry them to the point where they make sense. And you're absolutely right. I certainly would never want someone to... Give, give up, up a dream. Yep, exactly. But being really smart is what's important in terms of deciding. You know, if you have a great idea and you aren't ready to, to make it a full-fledged business, starting it as a hobby doesn't mean that it has to stay that way forever. Right. Um, you know, having the conversation with family and sacrificing is can be amazing and can pull everybody together and makes everyone a part of the team. So it is ultimately a very hopeful conversation, doing things smart and strategically while you still have a paycheck is good business and it's going to prepare you for the level of work to come so they're all really quite brilliant things well that is the perfect segue into our tease for next week entrepreneurship taking it to the next level mm. it's for the entrepreneurs who have decided that they're ready for the leap they've taken the leap and they've been in business for a year maybe even two and they're ready to supercharge their business join us next week for a great conversation on entrepreneurship taking it to the next level thanks for joining us remember to subscribe to our podcast to hear next week's podcast as early as possible and join us on twitter and of course there are tools and tricks on herexchange.com thanks for listening i'm sonia i'm stephanie 